Hello and welcome to Earthology. I'm Anne. And I'm Kevin. And in this episode, we're going to be covering season two, episode number 10, I See a Darkness. Written by John Callahan, directed by Ron Murphy. And this one aired August 11th, 2017. Yes. And a reminder for new listeners, we, while we will focus on this episode in our discussion, anything and everything from any episode in the series is fair game for our discussions. <laughs> now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the episode that you came on to discuss on my other podcast, Why Not? Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yes, it's exactly right. It was a fun time getting to join you and uh, Casey and, and talk about the episode and our set visit that Bonnie Bridget and I had to see some scenes from here. So that was a great fun discussion uh, getting to join you and Casey. Yeah, so you, this episode is... It's extra special for you, and I'm sure you're going to have plenty of uh, additional insight for this episode as we as we go through. Oh, yeah. We'll have fun for sure. Rabbit holes, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the content of the episode, which is just bonkers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we, um, you know, last we left off, we were assuming that... Um, you know, Waverly was going to see Nicole, but when the door opens at Nicole's house, uh, it's not Waverly coming to apologize, but uh, it's Widow Mercedes. And dun, dun, uh, dun. yeah, even Nicole is very surprised, which we thought it was going to be Waverly. But how sad is it that Nicole assumed it was going to be Waverly? Yeah. too? She says uh, waves with this happy look <laughs> on her face. Yeah, quite the quite the misdirect, huh? Yeah, and they had been fighting, but yet she's still so hopeful that when she just opens the door, it's unexpectedly going to be Waverly. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, we were all right there with her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, even though she's been ignoring her and texting her nasty stuff, she's like, please let it be Waverly. Uh, but no, it's Widow Mercedes, and she's going on and on about the third seal and all kinds of stuff about her husband. And Nicole's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> No clue for the most part, but she keeps her sense of humor being the Ikea girl, right? Oh, I loved that part. And I was thinking, <laughs> for me, it was like, I feel like a little bit of Winona is starting to rub off on her. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's having those quick comebacks, just like, you know, she's hanging out with Winona enough to just get like a little bit cocky now. Mm-hmm. Very true. That. Yeah. Yeah. And Mercedes is not looking well. Her body is uh, rejecting her face. <laughs> Mercedes is like, you know, the seal is is probably something really old. It's uh, it's with the law. It's probably precious and metal. Nicole, yeah, doesn't know what she's talking about. And then the door bursts open and it is Waverly this time. And she's yelling, get away from her, you bitch. And she snaps, I don't know, a broomstick or something in half and says, pick on someone your own size and just starts twirling those sticks. Yeah, yeah, quite the cool badass setup for it, for so, sure. So badass, and like this is where her training day has been paying off, right? Hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, Waverly has another great line just saying, you know, neither of us know where the third seal is, Mercedes, but we're available for nose jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 
Yeah, they got the sense of humor as they start taking her down. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. And then, you know, this fight sequence, uh, not only is it a badass fight sequence, but as they mentioned in the behind the scenes, this is a fight scene with all women in it. Yeah, it was really special. We got to see that fight scene being filmed, uh, Bonnie, uh, Bridget, and I. So seeing the three of them along with each of their stunt doubles, I mean, the choreography that goes into a fight scene like that, you know, having to call cut to swap someone in or out before someone could get hurt. And uh, as we saw, you know, the stunt double go into that table like five or six times <laughs> from different angles and all. I mean, that was just an amazing thing to watch being filmed. And so, like, are there just scenes where or spots in like the fight scene where they say cut and then like one of them replaces the other one laying on the ground? Exactly. Yes. Yep. That's exactly what it was. Just as soon, you know, as someone, you could tell the shot was uh, set up to be looking, you know, at, at you know, uh, Danny or Dom or Cat, and then they'd have to say cut, and then in would come the stunt double as the angle changed, and that person got, you know, thrown into the table or appeared to get hit with the stick or whatever it was. So, yeah, it was just, like I say, almost like a dance and watching how they choreographed those and tried to do it all. And, you know, multiple takes to get better shots of it and everything else. It's it's really something to watch filmed and you know, really understand sometimes. Like you sometimes wonder when you hear about how long things take to film and you wonder why. And then you watch something like that. And that was like the first thing we saw very early in the morning, like seven, eight o'clock. And it lasted all morning, just a couple of minutes on screen because of all the different angles and different people involved and lighting and those, uh, as you've heard, I think if you've been watching any of the behind the scenes stuff through multiple interviews with Danny, those finger ring things were falling off in the middle of the scene and they had to yell cut to put them back on her and other things. So it's, it's quite the intensive amount of work to get it all to cut right down to just a couple of minutes of cool looking action. Yeah. And it, it's, it, and it's, a, I mean, it's a, not a super fast fight scene. Um, you know, it has a bit of time that it plays out, but also that like like you said the different angles and just even though they're still in um that like main living room area of Nicole's house it's it moves into the room too and like you said you've got that that breakaway table that I'm sure they had to reset several times to get the take over and over again and um yeah all that stuff just plays into it and um I know there it wasn't in the behind the scenes that we watched today but I know there's another behind the scenes out there where um dom like goes to sit on this table and they're like no no no, no don't sit on the, ta on the table <laughs> and i i can't i don't know i'll have to do some more digging but i couldn't maybe you know off the off the tip of your head where that i don't know if that one was one like through sci-fi but it wasn't um it's not part of the digital package yeah, it's, I don't think that's sci-fi because sci-fi hadn't started to do their own like behind the scenes stuff. They didn't do that till much later, like season four. But it might have been one of those, I don't want to say outtakes, but I know exactly what you mean. It wasn't in the officially released behind the scenes stuff, but it was there. So maybe it was in, I don't know, one of the con videos that were shown at San Diego Comic-Con or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe if you're I right. just look it up on YouTube, I'm sure I came across it on like YouTube or something. Yeah, it's it's probably, yeah. It's there somewhere because I know I know what you're talking about. It's just, uh, you know, again, it's all because there's so much, quote, downtime or, or resets that have to go on as you're setting up and doing these things. Um, 
and it was really great. I know if you've listened to our we released two set visit podcasts on our Tales of Black Badge, talking in depth about this. But um, uh, the second one had actually many interviews with Cat, Dom, and Danny talking about that fight scene and doing it. But also um, part of the stuff that was very much cool there is at a couple of points we're all we're part of like the uh, where the director is and all is they're looking at all the cameras just behind things, kind of like behind one of those doors that isn't a real door. Mm-hmm. It's the outside area. And uh, at a couple of points with so much resets going on, Kat came over to us and individually took each of us into the set um, when they were filming certain parts. So actually that kitchen area uh, where you see um, Waverly grab the gun off the table, the actual kitchen area, um, there's an area right behind one of those walls that each of us got to kind of be there for a couple of the shots while they were shooting things. Um, just to give us a different perspective on it. She was so cool about that, making sure we got just an amazing experience on set. So um, I was there when they were filming the part of Dom actually reaching to the table to grab the gun. So I was literally, while off camera, I was close enough that I could have reached out and touched <laughs> Kevin, It was I, really kind of cool. I can't tell you how much joy it brings me going back and watching these episodes now knowing like all the backstories and like knowing that you guys are there like i watch it and in my mind i'm like they're like right around the corner of that wall i know you're there like watching this whole thing go on like if i had x-ray vision like you're there that's it if i if i made a mistake and leaned over i would have been the reason they would have had to do another take or something so yeah it's seeing it now and seeing it from a camera perspective as opposed to where we were at different points it's just so cool i mean never be able to thank emily and you know idw the whole cast and crew for letting us be there and you know see all of the work that goes into it yeah there's a lot of time waiting for certain things to be set up boy those folks all of them camera cinematography um stunt people everybody else there's so much that goes into making that just look as cool as it is on screen so fun so neat to see yeah so you know mercedes throws waverly into the table as um you know Nicole's dragging herself into the kitchen, you know, trying to get her gun um, where Kevin's hiding under the table. <laughs> <laughs> and as Waverly's laying there in the broken table, Mercedes tries to venom spray her, but Waverly like yells no and rolls out of the way. Uh, just as Nicole jumps over the back of the couch to try to help Waverly, jumps on uh, Mercedes back, like putting her in a headlock. Mercedes then bites Nicole in the arm. Mm. Um, and it's interesting here because, um, I don't know if like Mercedes can taste the truth, but she says after she bites her, you're telling the truth. You don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I had really put two and two together before. Um, and then she just takes off as Waverly, you know, turns to aim the gun at her. She's already gone. And you know, she just goes running to Nicole and she's like, oh, my God, please stay with me. Please don't die. And now that we know just how powerful the widow's venom is, like, honestly, I don't think the first time watching through, I was really locked in on that. Like, but now that we know, you know, exactly what it did to Juan Carlo. And I guess I didn't really pay that much attention to, like, just how dire this could possibly be for Nicole. Yeah. No, and I, and I get that because I think first time, certainly first time through the series for me and many of us, you're just so eyes wide open, taking it all in. 
you once she bit her, you just think that's a bad thing. But you're right, um, both how bad it is and also how much insight it gives them uh, at different points. Yeah. I say them. We're seeing you know Widow Mercedes, but we also see Widow Beth, you know, spinning her uh, her, her widow skills a little later with poor Waverly. Right. And I mean, I don't think, I mean, Waverly obviously is like, oh my God, stay with me. But I don't even think Waverly knows how bad it is because I don't think they've told her everything at this point. Like, no. So then we're at Northern Memorial Hospital and Wynonna and Nedley are walking down the hall. And this, it's, this conversation is quick, but I think it's so important because Wynonna is asking Nedley of all people for her help with like this really important thing, right? She's going on about how it's biblical, end of the world, deep impact, Armageddon, season 19 of America's top next top model combined important. And this is just a really big difference between where they were at when Winona first returned to purgatory and she was talking to him by the train tracks, right? Mm. Yeah, excellent observation. I mean, that comes up in the behind the scenes video too, doesn't it? About realizing how far her relationship with Nedley has come yeah I mean she's trusting him and then he's like you know kill him hard why no no the town's had enough of this shit but yes <laughs> just do whatever you gotta do take care of it and then Winona is at the hospital because you know the we don't even know about she doesn't know about Nicole yet she's there because dolls found Mercedes in the basement and she's there at her bedside and her head is all bandaged up. We don't know, you know, what the situation exactly is for her yet and how she's going to be, but she didn't have a face last time we saw her. And it's just really sweet because Wynona's like talking to Mercedes, just joking about how, you know, her bladder is camping out on her lungs and she can't find a vending machine. She just really wants some Twizzlers. And then she realizes that Mercedes doesn't even know about the baby yet because she realizes like all this time it's been the widow that she's yeah. been around. It hasn't been her. And it's just this sweet glimpse of like Winona and her friendship with Mercedes and the the potential that it has that I don't know. I just she Winona's just such a badass. And when she has these tender moments, I just think they're just I don't know. They just show her so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's a nice. It's a nice setup for what's coming later with the character of Mercedes coming back. I mean, at mm-hmm. this point, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, once we had realized it was Witter Mercedes, I was thinking this is it. <laughs> Boy, were we wrong <laughs> so many times. Yeah. So I mean, it's a nice setup story-wise to show that she can recover. With yeah. Where he really help a little later on. Well, and at this point, we still don't even know she's going to recover, right? We're just like, yeah. she's in a bedside. We don't know what's going to happen. Dolls walks in and he says that, you know, she's really malnourished. She lost a lot of blood. Uh, Beth didn't make it. And um, he feels bad because he's like, you knew something was up at the mansion. And, you know, I didn't really listen to you. Mm-hmm. And he goes to try to find her some Twizzlers, which he knows pregnant, uh, pregnant Winona. Let's get her some Twizzlers. <laughs> Love all the Twizzlers talk. And Wynonna's uh, just kind of talking to herself about Juan Carlo and the church fire and how Cludy's wives are, you know, currently kicking their asses. And then she hears Waverly's voice yelling, please, somebody help her. She's not breathing, which her ears are tuned in. She can hear a baby girl from a mile away, right? Exactly. 
Um, and that's where we see Waverly running alongside Nicole's body on a gurney. And the doctor yells for a nurse to bag her and starts compressions. So they're giving Nicole CPR, meaning yeah. her heart has stopped beating again. How many times has this woman's heart stopped beating in this show, Kevin? <laughs> I am not keeping a box score, but <laughs> she's basically died multiple times. <laughs> um, so Waverly's stunned because she just sees this nurse and she thinks it's Maddie, but no, it's Greta, her identical twin. Yeah. How is that for another twist? Another Again, twist. This episode's got so many of them. It's like a soap opera at this point where it's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, it's my evil twin. No. Yeah. You thought that was enough? No, we got more. <laughs> and just as they're taking Nicole into the trauma room, Wynonna shows up. And then um, the next time we see them, they're in the waiting room. Waverly is just frantic and she's explaining what happened and, you know, saying that, you know, I'm, I was there because we were fighting and, oh my God, she can't die while we're still fighting. And then this is when she reveals to Winona and everyone nearby that she cheated on her. And they just kind of like, Winona dolls just kind of look at each other like, what? I, this can't be possible, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm a cheater. Rosita, I kissed her. And uh, they're just looking at each other like, holy shit. And this is the other part that is in that behind the scenes with the table scene because... Dom had a really hard time saying cheater in this sequence. They kept <laughs> saying cheetah. So I have to find that behind the scenes because they were just cracking up. And to top it off, Dom's wearing this like leopard print coat trying mm -hmm. to say I'm a cheater, repeatedly saying I'm a cheetah. <laughs> One of the best BTSs I've come across. So yeah, so lots being revealed here. And this is where... Uh, Waverly also says, oh, yeah, and by the way, she's also a revenant, and Winona doesn't know this, and dun-dun-dun. Yep, now <laughs> Yeah, just looking at Doc, or at uh, Dolls, like, hmm. Uh, so, what yeah. is going on? Yeah, a lot just came out, right? Yeah, this whole episode just has a lot of bombshells. <laughs> oh, it does. I mean, this is one of those ones that... You know, you could have one or two things to talk about, but we're going to have at least a half dozen by the time we get to the end. Right. And uh, Dolls just looks at her like, yeah, this is not the time. We're gonna, we'll talk about this later. And he wants to know why the widow attacked Nicole. Waverly's like, well, she thought that Nicole had the third seal. Winona says, that's not possible. It's safe and sound. So here's another, you know, big bombshell. Waverly's like, what? You know where it is and you're not telling me? Like, mm. Secrets everywhere here. And, um, yeah, just bad timing because Waverly's already pissed off about Nicole not being honest with her. And now you've got Winona not being, you know, holding out some of these details from her. And, you know, she's already struggling with people not telling her things in her life. And, yeah, there's a lot of potential for her to get hurt here. There's it, a lot emotionally happening between multiple characters in this episode. Yeah, it's like watching a really fast tennis match. It's just like back and forth right now. And Winona's like, trust me, it's got to be this way. You know, this way nobody gets hurt. Waverly's like, um, what do you call Nicole in a hospital bed right now? Like, she got hurt. And Waverly's very upset, so she leaves to go get some air. And uh, 
they find out that, you know, Nicole was bitten. And this is where Dolls and Winona are like, this is bad, right? This is this is kind of where I find out too. Like, oh yeah, Juan Carlo didn't last very long. And, and Dolls is going on about how he died a really painful death. And so they're worried. They're really worried for Nicole. And Dolls says that she probably only has like two or three hours left. When it was like, nope, not accepting this. You know, we need to make something or like some kind of anti-venom, something, whatever it takes. In the meantime, outside of the hospital, Waverly's out there and she's just like, this can't be happening, right? She's she's panicking. She's kind of gasping for breath. And this is a stupid question, but was it snowing? Did you see this scene get filmed? No, no, we didn't see this one. So, okay, because it was but, snowing and I'm like, is that real snow? Or are they yeah. like fake snowing? <laughs> I mean, this thing was shot in the middle of March, so snow was not a problem. There was a ton of it around, I'll tell you that. Okay, so it's <laughs> it quite damn, possible. Damn I mean, cold. it looked really real to me, so it's like, wow, yes. did they just get lucky and have some like snow? Nope. Um, but Beth shows up, and Waverly's like, you know, I know you're not Beth. Who are you? What are you? And Beth says, hungry, and you smell rare. <laughs> rare, uh, huh? We got another indirect uh -huh. angel reference. Yeah, so like, <laughs> do you think she's picking up on the angelness? I think on the specialness, whether or not angel, I don't know, but that she's not your average human for sure. Yeah. So again, right in front of us, like mm -hmm. everybody knows but us, right? Right. Well, we got much bigger things. We're learning <laughs> that that kind of goes under the radar, kind of thing. Yes. Uh, Waverly's like, yeah, your sister attacked my girlfriend. Beth is telling her that wasn't my sister, more like my demon husband's other wife. Yeah, and I like how the two of them, you know, Mercedes and Beth, a widow of each, are kind of starting to go on their own path here. Yeah, they're not necessarily turning on each other, but I think they're just like. Every woman, every witch for themselves, right? At this point. Like, <laughs> like that. Every witch for themselves. Yeah. You're on your own. May the best witch survive. <laughs> May the best every witch and best wife survive, right? <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, Beth goes on to say that basically Mercedes lucked out when she bit Nicole because um, now the heir's sister has motivation to help her. And Waverly's like, no, I'm, I would never. And she's like, mm, only I can cure Nicole. And Waverly's like, no, no, the doctors have it. But you can tell Waverly's not entirely convinced about this. And Waverly doesn't know about the venom. Like, she doesn't know about Juan Carlo and how bad it was. And Beth tells her all about it. And then Waverly pulls out a gun. She just happens to have in her tiny coat pocket, this huge gun, and holds it up to her and is like, you know, tell me how to save her life. And Beth's like, yeah, bullets can't kill me. And I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. I forgot that Peacemaker like didn't like really do much other than well, it kind of started the downfall for Widow Mercedes. So, but it's not going to kill him. Yeah, certainly not, certainly not a regular gun. I mean, that's the one that Waverly grabbed off the table at Nicole's place. But yeah, even Peacemaker didn't kill them because they're like there's some different stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a whole new whole new bad guy, and um, Waverly's like you know. Or Beth is like, listen, bullets can't kill me. I believe your sister knows where the last seal is. Bring it to me and only me and I'll save Nicole. She's like, I would never betray my no-no. And Beth says, well, I guess you better get to picking out a casket. Say, yay, tall. And raises her hand like way above her head because Nicole's much taller than she is. So funny. 
Oh, that is so cruel and funny all at the same time and, and so well delivered by me, you know. Yeah, such a good delivery. Mm -hmm. Inside the hospital, Waverly returns and she's clearly shaken, but she just, you know, brushes it off and tells Dolls she's cold. And, you know, he's like, they want to put Nicole in a medically induced coma to slow down the toxin, but she won't go under until she sees you. This scene, Kevin. Oh, <sighs> goodness gracious. I was bawling again. And I've seen the scene so many times. Oh, I I remember when this first aired. I mean, this was, you know, or anyone first time through the series, this, ooh, this is a tough one for any of the shippers. Very tough. She is there. And Winona comes in as Nicole is writhing in pain. She flashes her badge to the doctor, ensuring that she can get to her friend, right? Like she's not going to let anyone stop her. And Nicole's yelling like, oh, my God, it burns. Please make it stop. And Winona tells the doctor, to, you know, go get her something for the pain. He leaves. And Nicole's gasping, telling her, you know, this is what Mercedes said, assuming she doesn't know. And here she's thinking she's being helpful on like basically her deathbed, right? Mm -hmm. And then she says, if this gets bad, and Winona quips like, you mean this isn't bad? Like, you know, still trying to like keep it upbeat for her friend and nicole says just listen for once erp okay i don't want to be a burden and i don't want a machine keeping my body alive and we both know waverly's not gonna let me go and winona says you know nicole please don't ask me to do this and you can see like the anguish for winona at this point and nicole says you're the only one I can, and you're the only one she's going to forgive. Oh. <laughs> oh. Take your breath away. <laughs> Not only is my heart breaking because we both see how much Nicole loves Waverly, and we know Waverly loves her, but like even after all the fighting, that Nicole's faith in them, right? Like she knows that they're still endgame, she knows they're going to get back together. But then also just the friendship of these two and the parallel to season four, episode two, when Nicole's broken after she falls to the grate and Winona's there, you know, she's going to leave her there with Rachel and Winona's hovering over her and she says, I can't do this without you. And no, Nicole says, actually, only you can. I was like, oh, my God foundational She's, moments in the why not relationship yeah i'm telling you pause this podcast go pull up episode <laughs> it's at 8 53 watch it You've episode got the 402 i'm stamping everything <laughs> it's just like uh, no this episode is 8 53 watch this part now go to 402 that one's at here 2206 <laughs> look at those parallels yeah oh that's that's what this podcast is here for, folks. I'm just didn't like, didn't know it first time through, but boy oh boy. No, you and it's like I'm it's already an emotional scene, right? But then I get the chills because I'm like, oh my god, like it's like the same thing later on. This ugh, so magnificent. Uh, it's also quite emotional when you think about, I mean, Nicole's statement about, you know, Waverly would forgive you. Um, yeah. And they're like, oh, 
gee, I don't even want to envision a possible scene of that coming to pass. Yeah. Of so many reasons in so many directions. And it, that reminded me too of the part um, in season four where I can't, I don't have it off because I'm just thinking of this now. Um, where they're where they're in that box truck, and Jeremy says to Nicole, like she's got to go find Waverly, because like you're the only one she's not going to hurt, or something like like you're the only one she's not going to kill, or whatever. I'm going to remind me of that. Um, but yeah, Waverly comes running in. Winona leaves to go get the doctor, and Nicole's now making arrangements for Calamity Jane, and she's like. You know, give her to Nedley, who'll make a fuss, but he really loves that damn cat. Which then I was thinking, this makes Calamity Jane's fate even worse because <laughs> this whole time we've been mad at Nedley for what he did as the barnacle monster. But imagine being in his shoes. He loved that cat and then he <laughs> ate it. I know. I know. I mean. <laughs> And I'm and just thinking back to, again, first time through, you know, all of the fandom discussion about Cole's cat and all of, you know, we get the reveal later in this episode. And then, like you said, thinking down the line of what eventually becomes <laughs> the cat, I'm like, oh, God, these writers, man, they have got it in for us. <laughs> <laughs> like to, fight to have Nedley, who was like going to be his her surrogate father. <laughs> The one to eat. Oh, you are sick, sorry. sick people. I, I, I know. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't we didn't know that then. But now that we know that, we have to bring it up, right? Mm -hmm. Nicole's full of apologies. And Waverly's like, you know, it's okay. It doesn't matter. And I love how Nicole's just like, no, it does matter, you know? And she's like, I'm sorry for lying. I thought I was doing the right thing. Waverly says they're going to have a big old sorry party when she gets out. And she's going to make hats and everything. And then Nicole breaks our hearts even further by saying, no matter what happens, I need you to know that I have never loved anyone the way that I love you. And then the doctor. Pause. Break out the tissues. Under, yeah. <laughs> just as Waverly's like promising to do everything to save her. This is so brutal on Waverly. It's brutal on us, Kevin. I know, but I'm just, well, because right now I'm focused a little bit on what Waverly goes through in this episode. Man. You know, to have the the one that you loved be in such serious danger, and then she's negotiating with Beth, and then what she's going to end up doing later, and how it's going to upset Winona. I mean, so, so much to deal with this episode. And it's also that, it's not that she doesn't trust Winona, right? It's just that, like, she she ends up feeling so helpless in this whole situation that it's like, what would you do? Like, you can't just sit there and leave. And do nothing. No, see, that's the thing. That's what triggers it. This is part of the fun conversations of the character, because we see at several moments in this episode, you know, when, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, when Shay knows what medications she's allergic to and when Waverly can't do anything. And, and yeah, so she's going to spend the entire time feeling helpless, useless. Right. So to think there was something that she could do, I mean, can you blame her? And this no, has been something 
that Waverly has always struggled with, right? Since the very first episode, she was like, let me help, right? I'm not mm-hmm. like your kid little sister anymore. Like I know stuff. I'm resourceful. I'm smart. I'm scrappy. I can just put me in coach, right? <laughs> so here it's like, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Like let just let me do something. Let me help. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's again, this is the beautiful writing and this is the, this is definitely an episode and certainly a storyline and a set of scenes, at least for me, that these are just, you you can appreciate them so much more now after multiple watches and knowing what's going to happen. Where was your cat when we were talking about Calamity Jane? That sound effect would have been so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You may get more. (laughs) Uh, So then, um, so yeah, we're in the waiting room of the hospital and Jeremy's dumping out all of his research out of his bag and they're trying to wrap their heads around like, the differences between the paralyzing spray and the venom and, you know, just brainstorming. And he talks about how they're super predators and he compares them to like kimono dragons. And he's, he's, he's sorry. Cause he's like, kimono dragons are really cool. Then he realizes like, he's just, he's not being as sensitive as he possibly could. But point of the matter is everybody's on edge and Waverly's like, you know, it's okay. I know you've been experimenting with the venom. And he tells her about the, the venom guard that he made. And but how this is a whole different Quidditch game. <laughs> the way Nona says, I don't need Star Trek references. <laughs> I need you to tell me what to do. That was such beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I, just, lo- I love them. I, I just love the mentions of both of those having nothing to do and why they're just trying to cut right through it all. Yeah. And like she just does it. She never gets their geeky references, right? <laughs> but it's also funny because Mel's been on Star Trek. <laughs> Now, see, right that, now, that, that take, like, what did I just say about things taking on new meetings now, yeah. multiple times through and giving some time? Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> Jeremy says, you know, he needs to get more venom, and Dolls adds that they also need a test subject. Waverly volunteers, and he's like, no, you're human, it'll kill you. And, um, you know, it's just like it's killing Nicole and then Dolls hits him and he's like, oh, shit, sensitivity training, Jeremy, sensitivity training. Waverly yells at them all to just, you know, stop walking on eggshells and that she knows that Nicole is dying and there's a really piss poor chance that we're going to save her. But can't we all just act like we're winning for once? And like that just speaks volumes because it's it's always something right. We've talked about that before. Oh, exactly. It is. She gets all ragey and goes through Jeremy's files. And she's like, how can you even work with a mess like this? And, you know, where's your stuff? And then she accidentally knocks down his Optimum Prime mug and she feels horrible about it. And he's like, I'm a genius. I can fix anything. And then Waverly starts crying and she says, what if he can't, Winona? What if he can't? And she's not talking about the mug here. Yeah. And she just goes to her big sister for a hug. Yeah. Again, she goes through so much in this episode. And it's hard for like the usually positive Waverly to stay positive in this point, right? She's trying, but it's just breaking through. Yep. And she's like, is this third seal worth all of this? And maybe we can just use it to lure the widows. And Winona's like, listen, we all love Nicole, baby girl. There's no way in hell she's dying today. Do you trust me? Trust us. And Waverly says, yes. And again, I don't think it's that she doesn't trust her. No. It's more than that. Hmm. 
Winona lays out the plan, and Jeremy's going to work on the veil juice. Dolls is going to talk to Ewan and try to get some of that venom from Juan Carlos's dead body. And Winona's going to find a test, a test subject. And Waverly is supposed to just stay there and, like, give them updates and timelines. Um, they're like, you know, you've helped a lot by helping us track the injured widow. Um, they're letting us know that she's injured, so now that we can track her. And she's, um, Winona's going to enlist Doc's help because even though he's a pain in her ass, she says he could find a dildo in a nunnery. (laughs) (laughs) Just so, like, where do you even come up with this? I want to know who wrote that line because that, (laughs) yeah, just sitting around the writer's room for that one. And then Winona says that they're going to find her. And when they do, she's going to milk that bitch like a steak. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're at Shorty's and uh, there's a card game that Doc is playing with the Stevie fella. And Rosita's like, you're not supposed to be in here. And it looks just like this filler scene, but the gang doesn't know that Bobo is still alive. And so the Stevie fella is like, kind of like hanging around for Bobo's sake, right? And I think so. Yeah. yeah. Doc's like, are you looking for trouble? And Stevie's like, well, I just, you know, I used to work for Bobo. And Doc's like, yeah, go ahead and laugh. He's dead. And um, Stevie offers to get Doc another drink from the basement. And Doc's like, why are you so interested in my basement? And this is when Winona walks in and that causes Stevie to run because, you know, she's she's there. And Winona immediately grabs Peacemaker, which glows. And Doc's like, listen, the bar is closed. This is a private game. Just let him go. And she can't figure out why he's hanging with these guys. And he's like, well, one of us is mortal and the other one ain't. And she tells him he's pouting um, or that his pouting is getting old is what she says. And he's like, you know, it'll all be worth it if it works. Um but if you need my help as backup right now, you got to come back later because he's drunk. So, you know, he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> and that's when she kicks over a chair and all she says is, Nicole is dying. They bit her. And he's like, he jumps up immediately, right? And just says, lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Doc being Doc. He can be selfish and self-centered. But when the time comes, you know, you can rely on Mm-hmm. And now think about this. He didn't hesitate for Nicole. He loves Nicole. She's one of the gang. But then you got to look forward to when he kills Charlie and she pulls that gun on him later on, saying that if she ever sees him again, she'll kill him. Mm-hmm. Or when she makes the deal with Ma'am Clanton. Oh, like he doesn't think twice to help her, right? And then there's these things later on that have got to hurt him. Well, it's 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 some of what we love, though. It's each of the characters making difficult to cho- choices at yeah. difficult times, you know. And we forgive uh, them. We find a way to, because eventually they all show their true colors. Exactly. Waverly and Beth. Oh, Beth. She sneaks up on Waverly, and she's like, "If you want to pass for a human, <laughs> maybe don't jump women in broad daylight." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she's like, you know, did you find it? Waverly says, not yet. Also, you know, I know I can't trust you. And that breaking the third seal, you know, will unleash horrible things. And Beth's like, 
my husband Cludy, so what? Your family's already in hell and always in constant <laughs> danger, and you're about to lose your girlfriend. <laughs> like, Calm down, Beth. Gosh, Beth seemed like you know the nice one, and now all of a sudden she's going off oh, half yeah. cocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just flashes the vial in front of Waverly, saying, "Salvation is just a drop away, or not." And uh, Waverly says, "We put down demons." Which is even Bobo Del Rey. You'll join them in the ground soon enough. And Beth says, Nicole will get there first. I mean, just come on, Beth. Just taunting this poor girl. Waverly's about to go after her when Nedley shows up. And he's asking, you know, hey, you've got the keys to Nicole's place. Which is so cute. Now we know she has keys to her place. And um, he's like, because I got to get that mongrel cat of hers. She says, you know, if you hate her that much, I'll just take her. And that's where he's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm a man of my word. I even got her a new scratching post. I mean, come on, Nedley. Which is so cute, too, because it shows like that softer side of Nedley. Yeah. Helping out Nicole, of course. Yeah, helping her out. And, you know, he gives her a hug as she gives him the keys. And he's like, you know, chin up. She's my strongest deputy. And then he gets a little awkward and he's like, doesn't really know how to label them like if they're girlfriends or gal pals or what and he's like um you know procedure told me that i had to notify nicole's next of kin and waverly's confused and she's like well she doesn't even she doesn't speak to her parents and then he says neither did i and waverly's face is like hmm? oh and then, and let the speculation begin at that point right right who, like who could I'm, it be i'm confused a brother sister i mean yeah who, who? is this Long lost ants, like we don't know. Mm-hmm. And the next thing we see is this gorgeous woman looking over Nicole's chart. Waverly's like, Are you a doctor? And she says, Yeah. Um, and she introduces herself, and the woman like then corrects her and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm a doctor, but I'm not her doctor. I'm Shay. Waverly's like, Are you a friend of Nicole's? And you're like, Who are you? And then she just is like, I'm her wife. And then it cuts to commercial. Mic drop. <laughs> I kind of wish I had commercials, so I could have been tortured a little bit. That's exactly what happened, yes. <laughs> like, what? It's a like, wife? What are you what? talking about? <laughs> a, a fandom collective WTF. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have seen Twitter at that moment for those yeah, three minutes of the commercial break. <laughs> yep. I never saw that coming. Nope. We should just make a list of the things we never saw coming. Especially, not, a, not just in the show, but in this episode. <laughs> right? I mean, it's a perfect time. Like she's in a hot, like she's in a hospital bed. What else can we throw? She might die. What else can we throw in here? Right. Let's have her have a secret wife. (laughs) (laughs) In the woods, the order is standing over a fire. Turns out dolls is too late They're This was Juan Carlos body that they're cremating and they're giving him a proper burial. And it's like, damn it. We needed his body. We're going to try to get some of the, the venom out of it. And then there's this like, it, interesting exchange right where dolls and ewan have this back and forth and he's like you know listen shit's getting bad it just keeps getting worse we need that venom and ewan's like you know what why don't you give us the baby when it comes we can keep it safe it seems like you guys aren't handling any of this stuff right and dolls is like what are you talking about and he's like others will be coming for it demons people from dangerous cults like the one that you used to work for yeah so interesting because we had no clue rosita was coming for the baby but ewan kind of had his finger on the pulse there sure did 
Um, he compares BBD to a cult and Dolls is like, no, it's a secret organization. And he's like, weren't you taken? <laughs> it's like, hello, cult. Makes a good case. <laughs> yeah. Makes a good case. He sure does. And Ewan's like, either way, um, you know, the baby needs to protect it. It needs to be protected. And, you know, maybe we can't beat the widows, but maybe if you have the right weapon, you can do it. And then he offers the plate back to them. And he says that it's an act of faith and that they could all use one by uh, what all could use an act of faith right about now. And then he tells us like, thanks. We'll take our chances with science. You have your, you have your cult. I have mine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and back at the hospital, Waverly is talking to Nicole saying like, don't worry, we're going to do everything we can. And then, um, you know, why didn't you tell me you're married? But she can't hear any of it, right? Shay walks in with two copies and it's like, she's got a secret wife, but her wife is so nice, right? Like, at least they didn't make her like this horrible ogre. Right. You like her. They, yeah. They made, they made us like her. <laughs> exactly. Like, we want to be like, we want to be mad at somebody and we just can't at this point. And Shay starts asking questions about Waverly and She's, uh, you know, you found her and Waverly's really vague because, like, she can't tell her exactly what's going on with Nicole, right? It's just like, yeah, I found her. She was already bitten or whatever. And then Waverly starts asking her questions about how they met. She says that they met rock climbing in Nevada near Vegas and that they got married in a fever. Brittany live and a big win at the slot machines will do that to you. Which is funny that Wynonna is Brittany later in season four. <laughs> <laughs> Tying it all together. But also how big of a lot, like how big of a, a slot machine did they win? Because like, does Nicole have money we don't know about? Does <laughs> Shay have money? Does she have 50% <laughs> of the money? I just, you know, the things I think. I don't about. know. Did you do so, did you get any of those documents in the auction that show no, how I don't the money was divvied up at the no. uh, divorce? Who oh, has okay. the divorce papers? Somebody <laughs> get in touch things with Things we need to know. <laughs> Who has the divorce papers? We need to know what property they divvied up. <laughs> Everything. Did it say Nicole to got to keep return. the cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see it all. And then she's like, but then, you know, things cooled off. And then just as she's telling her this, Nicole starts waking up and Shay goes to the to get the doctor. And she's like, you know, she needs something stronger. And this is when the do doctor asks, does she have any allergies to anesthetics? And Waverly immediately just says no. And Shay's like, yeah, thiopental or whatever. It could kill her, give her propofol. And then Shay just looks at her and is like, you know, the rock climbing accident uh, she had, she needed surgery, kind of ruined our honeymoon. And Waverly's reminded that like, wow, I really don't know everything about Nicole mm -hmm. um, and again it just leaves her feeling like broken and useless that adds like this is like you had mentioned before just adding to that sense of helplessness she has mm -hmm. totally pulling out the rug from underneath her she's yeah. got nothing yeah I'm not going to yeah. let this wife of hers save the day I could save the day mm -hmm. oh gosh my heart just breaks for them Rosita is at Shorty's and she's uh, giving Winona some coffee, black and chunky, just how she likes it. <laughs> and this is when Winona lays Peacemaker on the bar. And of course it glows. And Rosita steps back a bit and gets a little 
red-eyed and revy and she's like okay doc must have told you and uh no she says i trust doc it must have been dolls that told you and she's like no it was waverly (laughs) oh that's a surprise and winona's you know a little upset that she was the only one who didn't know and rosita asks uh did way did waverly also tell you like i kept her safe from becoming tucker's personal kimmy schmidt yeah and when I was like, oh, she's a little busy being distracted by the love of her life dying a painful death. And you get to Rosita feels bad about this. And she's like, you know, is there anything I can do? And here she's still offering to be of help, right? Even though she knows Wynona can kill her. And then Doc comes down the stairs and Wynona quickly hides Peacemaker because she doesn't really want him to see this weird exchange she's having with her girl, his girlfriend at this point. And then Winona pulls the prego card and she's like, hey, can you, you know, it's so very un-Winona of her, right? She's like, can you pull the car around? I'm just oh, so pregnant right now. Yep. And um, this is where she's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to kill me now or should I pack my bags? And then this is where she asks her for help. And she's like, I need you to go to BBD. She's like, don't you think Jeremy can handle it? She's like, yeah, but he uh, lacks a certain skill like not dying. And then she's like, this is a good deal. When it's done and Nicole makes it out, I'll shoot you last. Which is so sad. Oh, and more reasoning behind the whole baby stealing attempt. Yeah. And do like, again, like, do we know, does she already have the deal or does she make the deal after this as self-preservation? Like, we don't know. It would be, it would be real motivation to have made the deal. Yeah. We don't know when she, when man Clanton came to her with this. Um, but I mean, Winona's got to do it, right? Like, here's her. She's between a rock and a hard place, too, because she's got to kill every last one of them to break the curse. So it's like, I like you, but what am I supposed yeah, what to do? do I, yeah, what can I do? What can <laughs> Everyone's I do? just got like these really hard choices to make all the time. So Winona's like, I, I appreciate you and everything you've done. I even like you. She's like, yeah, so you didn't have to threaten me. All you had to do was ask. Well, just, again, Rosita taking the high road. Yeah. Yeah, really. Like, Mm -hmm. until later on, she doesn't. But, again, (laughs) that's what makes it so shocking when she does what she does, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the hospital, Waverly's outside of Nicole's room, and Doll stops by asking how she is, and she just shakes her head and, like, breaks down and goes in for a hug. And Doll sees Shay and he's like, who's with her? And Waverly just says a doctor, which is interesting that she didn't say like her wife. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't going to start that conversation. <laughs> yeah, like I don't have this kind of time right now. We got to save her. And then she goes with Dolls to BBD because again, she just she says she feels so useless at the hospital. And at BBD, Jeremy's working on things and Rosita shows up and he's like, oh, great. You're here to help me with the antivenom. Nope. She's going to be guinea pig number one. And he is really upset by this. He's like, you know, no, it could kill you. And she's like, you and I both know it can't. And um, she's like, you know, the only thing that can kill me, which we all know is Peacemaker. And then she just grabs the needle and he's so torn. Like he tries to stop her and she gets all revenanty on him and, and you know, it insists that she do it. And he's really upset by this. He does not like this idea at all. And like rightfully so, like she's become one of them, right? Like he's worked closely beside her working on lab stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's another one of those scenes we talk about here in this episode. It's tough to watch. Yeah. 
And it's, it's also good, too, because, I mean, we've got to think back. We're still early in the Jeremy being a part of the team, mm-hmm. part of the show. Um, and But he's putting his foot down in some of these discussions. He thinks it's wrong to have her as, as the guinea pig. And, and to his credit, that's good. He, he doesn't keep it to himself. Right. And he knows what it's like to be an outsider, too. And she was also, like, new to the gang. So I'm sure they probably bonded over that and being mm-hmm. scientists together. Um. At Nicole's house, Doc and Winona, they're looking for clues. And he's like, oh, I saw that Peacemaker was on the bar. Did it tell you anything? And she says, yeah, it told me that you've been keeping a supernaturally well-endowed secret from me for a very long time. And he's like, well, you know why. And he's like, I'm assuming you have her helping with the antivenom. And it's just so interesting how they know so much about each other. Like, they can't lie to each other because they can see right through each other most of the time. Yeah, it was also interesting, too, for me, because this is another scene, this one here at Nicole's house, that we saw being filmed. Mm -hmm. Um, This was shot, you know, the fight scene was, like, shot in the morning, and they broke for lunch, and then came back to do this one. And again, keep in mind that when we're watching this being filmed, this is episode 10 of season two, we haven't seen any of season two yet. So all this conversation about (laughs) well-endowed scientists and all this other stuff, we're like, what are they talking about? (laughs) Because we had no idea. Oh, because you hadn't seen Rosita yet? (laughs) No. Oh, you don't even know who the character is yet? (laughs) No. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Like, who are we missing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's his girlfriend? What? What is happening? What is going on? Oh, my gosh. I can imagine what drinks with you three at the end of the day (laughs) sounded like. Like, what is happening? What? Exactly. There you go. Yes. Oh, speculation. She's like, you know, she can't die. And he's like, yeah, but she can still feel pain. And then Winona makes it a point to say that they all can, which is interesting because it just shows that she does think about the revenants as she's doing this each time. It's mm-hmm. not it's not super easy for her to do. Doc notices blood on the floor. He says it's fresh, so it can't be Nicole's. And then they hear something in the closet. But it turns out it's Calamity Jane. Um which we see for the first time. Did you meet Calamity when you were there? Well, yes, we saw her. That was pretty cool knowing we were watching the introduction of Calamity Jane. And Did you have any access the... to the diva? No, no, I did, we did not. Okay. Uh, other than looking at her a little, you know, with the animal handler there. But it did take, you know, several takes for that reveal uh, of the, you know, of the cat because <laughs> cat was not always in the right place when they opened that door. Um, so yeah, it did take several takes before they finally got a good one. <laughs> Can you imagine if you'd have Calamity Jane's autograph? Like opera stuff? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one you whew, you could have yeah, retired with that. That one would coming. have been, yeah, very special. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Nona's like, did Nedley forget about you? And saying that to Calamity Jane. And then that's when Doc sees a hat on the coat rack. And it turns out that's Nedley's. And then they realize that, you know, Doc's putting two and two together that Nedley must have come back to get the cat. Um, and that's when uh, Mercedes came back. Not Mercedes, Beth, but it came back. Um, and that she has Nedley. No, it was Mercedes. Now I'm getting confused. <laughs> There's a that's lot what, going on in this house. I know. That's when Mercedes came back. Yeah. And she has Nedley in a barn. And he's bloody and tied up. And Greg loves talking about the scene. 
<laughs> she beat him up. And uh, she's going on about how all the rings pointed her to the law. So she's just like not buying it that he doesn't know where it is, the, the third seal. And she's like, I was sure it was Nicole because of her closeness to the air, which again just shows how close they are and how tight mm -hmm. their friendship is becoming. And she's like, you're a no one. And he's like, excuse me, I am Skip of the Purgatory Poachers, <laughs> which I realize is this curling team. Yes, yes. Very proud of that team. I know. And she's like, oh, perhaps they'll bury you with your trophies, which, okay. So I, I like made the connection this time that he's talking about his curling team. And then I had to Google what a Skip was. And then... I'm like, she mentions, you know, maybe they'll bury you with your trophies. And that's funny because we see Bunny, the, the curling trophy on Bunny's desk mm -hmm. in season four. Mm -hmm. So, like, they have something in common. So they really could, like, <laughs> they, they could date and hit it off. They have curling they can discuss. They have oh. something in common. So I thought that was funny. Um, but she's like, tell me where the seal is and your death will be quick. And he's like... You know, we don't have seals here, but we have plenty of elk. And he starts naming all the wildlife in purgatory. <laughs> and she's like, okay, you're, you're a funny guy. Okay, fine. I'm going to keep you alive and in pain for weeks. And he's like, that sounds kind of kinky. You sure you weren't the real Mercedes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on Nedley. He handles it very well, doesn't he? He does. They all do. They're so good at it. Waverly and Dolls uh, show up at BBD. And Waverly's like, no, you know, we are not doing this. And she takes the IV out of Rosita. And Jeremy's like, I feel sh like shit about it. But Winona's right. We need to test someone. How else are we going to know? It's not good, you know, that it'll it'll work. And someone who can't die is really the only way. And Waverly's like, no, it's not. And then Dolls is like, yeah, it is. And then she lets them in on the fact that Bell that Beth approached them or approached her with an offer. And he's like, but what if you took it? Which I thought was so interesting. And he's like, well, you know, if she breaks the third seal, at least Nicole will be around to help us. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's important that he brings this up because I think this is the final piece Waverly needs to make the deal. Right. Like somebody else to at least give her like a Approval. glimmer. Yeah. yeah. Of like, maybe it's not a bad it's idea. It's not the craziest idea in the world. Yeah. Right. And then he rolls up his sleeves to be the guinea pig. And he's like, what's the point of being different if you're not allowed to use it? And then Waverly just kind of, you know, they're mumbling, like, what's taking Doc and Winona so long? And then she goes to say that she should go see Nicole one last time. I love how she corrects that. Yeah. One more she, time. Yeah. Instead, she says that because she doesn't like, want it to be. Don't no want to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she gives Dolls this really sweet kiss. And she's like, I'll never forget this as she leaves in like this slow motion distorted like shot where Dolls is just screaming in pain. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Like, yeah, we know he can't die, but just like Doc said, they can still feel pain. And it's just so heartbreaking that like everybody's doing what they can. And I think. And that also helps Waverly too. It's like Dolls is willing to subject himself to this pain for Nicole. Like, I got to do what I can. And if this is what I can do, then I can do it. Mercedes is with Nedley and she's like, 
tell me where it is and the pain stops and he's like what are you a witch a pokemon (laughs) (laughs) she just keeps hitting him some more and he's like you know this isn't my first demon rodeo and then he goes on about how they actually had a demon rodeo (laughs) and he's like this is a day at the beach compared to what winona would do to me if i spill any beans which is just again as much as a torture scene can be fun this is fun (laughs) (laughs) He is so proud of himself that he hasn't given anything up. I know. <laughs> um, at the hospital, Shay is at Nicole's bedside. and She's saying that the iron count in her blood is too high, which is interesting, right? The iron. And uh, it's shutting her organs down. And Waverly's like, there's got to be something else. Shay says that, you know, no, they pumped her full of, I don't know, some drug, but she's not responding. And that she read her tax screen and it just doesn't make any sense. And she's like, what do you people do? do?" (laughs) So she's she's smart. And she's like, this is not adding up. Right. And she Waverly is just going on about how she, you know, she tried to keep her out of danger. And she's like, well, if you thought that would work, then you don't know Nicole at all. And that makes Waverly like, uh, again, like, I'm just making things worse being here. I got to go do something. And she's again, super nice. And she's like, listen, what we had was fun and it was great, but it wasn't real. But you, she really loves you, Waverly Earp. And um, Waverly's like, you know, you have to save her. And she's like, you know, the doctor said there's nothing left they can do. And if she wakes up again, we should say our goodbyes. And Waverly runs out saying, I'm not saying goodbye. But also like, so Shay has taught, like Nicole's talked to Shay about Waverly. Yes, yes. See, that's a, that's one of those things that sometimes folks overlook. But they must have for her to be aware of that. Yeah, because she she hasn't had a chance to talk to Nicole while she's been in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So how would she know unless they've talked about it? Right. It's very sweet. And Waverly runs to Greta, and she's like, "I, you know, I knew your sister, your twin, Maddie the Blacksmith, and I've heard rumors about you too." And then. Um, you know, that you're the iron witch. And she said, goes on to say that my love's got iron in her veins. And she's like, hmm, she was bitten from something not of this world. And Waverly's like, yeah. And she goes on to describe it. And it turns out Greta's grandma used to tell them a story about exactly what's happening right now, basically. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this wasn't some story she was telling you. Like this, this is all based on truth. And she's like, did your grandma know how to save someone who was bitten? And she says, yes, an antivenom. She says she could get it for her, but the price would be steep. And Waverly's like, whatever it takes. She says, if you make a deal with an iron witch, it's binding. And Waverly's like, you've got my word. So she writes down what we think is a spell, right? Or she she's like says some stuff and she writes some stuff down. And she says, you will find a cure for what ails your love. Uh, in here and she hands it to her and then we see waverly in the sheriff's office and the ring is in edley's mug because <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows not <laughs> exactly <laughs> which is just very kind of like not a safe box nothing just like <laughs> gonna leave it a in mug. an open mug on my desk <laughs> which is actually like sometimes hiding things in plain sight it's the best hiding spot right mm-hmm and uh, then in the woods, we see, you know, Winona's on the phone with dolls and uh, she's like, you know, don't push yourself too far. And she's like, Doc, hurry up. Like, we got to track them. 
and uh, he's doing what he does best, right? He's looking for clues. He says they're getting close. He's found like blood, broken branches. And he's like, oh, look, that barn door, you know, the whole part of the barn has snow on it except for the handle. And Wynona is very impressed with this and even possibly turned on. And she's like, I didn't know any better. I swear you're trying to get me pregnant again. (laughs) (laughs) Which we know is funny because she's already pregnant. So it's not possible. And he's like, you know, what are the odds you're going to sit this one out? You've got to look out for the baby. And then she's like, I promise I'll stay in the driver's seat. And inside the barn, Mercedes is like, you know, I've got so many places I can slice you up. Just tell me where the seal is. And he's like, have you tried up your own ass? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she just, you know, keeps hitting him. And uh, it's just so funny to see them like walking around in those giant dresses too. Like at one point she turns around, it's just like all bustle ass. (laughs) It's like, how are you even moving around? Um, And, you know, it's just going on and on and on. And, you know, she's like, nobody cares and nobody's coming for you. And she doesn't care about, Winona doesn't care about anybody but herself. But then right as she says that, in through the barn door comes the truck and Winona's in the driver's seat. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll sit this one out in the driver's seat, but I'll run it through a barn door. <laughs> Mercedes yells, give me my seal. And Winona yells, give me my Nedley. <laughs> oh, so sweet. Like, just mm-hmm. as she's like yelling, like she doesn't care about you. She's like, Winona's claiming him as her own, right? That's my Nedley. Like nobody can torture him but me. And Doc's in the back of the truck, like in the bed of the truck, and he rolls over the top of it from behind it, which turns out Tim did his own stunt for that. Not only that, and it didn't come out on the behind sign the scenes here, but it might have been on our podcast or somewhere else. He did it in the first take, one take. Oh, my gosh. Yes. He's very proud of himself <laughs> and should be. <laughs> yeah, he should be. <laughs> How fun. Um, yeah. It just rolls right over the top. That would be so fun to just like play like that. Just like tuck and roll over the top of a truck. And then he gets down and he shoots Mercedes several times. And he's like, that was for Miss Hot. And then he shoots her again. He's like, that. And then he hits her with the gun. And then he's like, that one's for Waverly. (laughs) Wynona comes and decks him. And she's like, and nobody tortures a sheriff but me. So, yeah. um, They're all like taking it out, right? Natalie's like, I didn't break Winona. I didn't tell her anything. You know, it's safe. It's in my coffee mug. <laughs> Nobody touches it. Oh, so sweet. And he's like, and, and I think I might need to go to the hospital. <laughs> Such a sweet scene. Like, no, she does love you, Natalie. She came and saved you. And back at PPD, Winona comes in and she's like, Jeremy, we got a live one. And this scene is just so epic. Like they're wheeling Mercedes in with her mouth covered up so she can't get the venom at them. But it's like Hannibal Lecter. It's Hannibal Lecter. It's yes, completely. Oh, so great. And then Jeremy's even making references. He's like, Clarice, the lambs will be screaming for months. (laughs) Jeremy says the dolls and Rosita are resting in the holding cells because the testing took a lot out of them. And he's pissed at Winona, right? And he's like, you didn't. You shouldn't yeah. make them do that. See, I like, yeah, I like that he stands up right then and there. Yeah, because that's going to be a little scary to stand up to Winona. 
And um, he's like, but the venom should be in her glands. We need to get it out. And then Winona grabs this giant ass syringe. Like it's comically large and just happily jams it right into Mercedes. <laughs> and then we see Winona just like strutting down the hospital hallway. Right. And she's so happy. She's so proud of herself. She's got the vial and she's like, Waverly, I've got the best news. And as she walks in, who's sitting on the bed? Nicole with Waverly right beside her. Like nothing ever happened. Like no biggie. Yeah. No. And she, but you know, at first she's just so happy. She's like, hot damn, you made it. And she just runs in for a hug. And Nicole's like, I'm not a hundred percent. So maybe don't squeeze so hard. And then it clicks. And she's like, wait a minute. How? Like Nicole's like, I don't know. Nobody knows. I just woke up and I feel fine. But Waverly's face says it all, right? Well, not only Waverly's face, but Winona's, like you said, when she realizes it. I mean, yeah. she can tell. You know, I told you to wait. Yeah. I gave you my word. What Ugh. did you do? I mean, the disappointment. It's so bad. Oh, it is. It's brutal. So brutal. I just, when you see that moment where it clicks for her that like, wait a minute, yeah. the only way something could have changed is if something bad happened, right? And Waverly just runs out. In the meantime, Beth is doing some stuff with the rings at the burned out church. And um, we see Waverly at Shorty's and she's uh, Greta walks in. She's like, you look really unhappy. Maybe you didn't love Nicole after all. <laughs> And Waverly's telling her how this is like a really dirty trick that she played. And, you know, you said you would point me to the antivenom. She's like, oh, no, no, no. I said I would get you the antivenom. And she's like, it was a dirty trick. Never mind. You know, either way, it was a dirty trick. Winona will never forgive me. And Greta's like, why? You know, isn't she cured? Aren't you happy? And then at BBD, Winona walks into the office while Dolls is at his computer and he's like, how's Nicole and how's Waverly? And she says, fine and not fine and in deep <laughs> shit when I find her. And she just knocks a bunch of stuff down, right? And she's like, it's all going to go down. They've got the third seal. And he's like, Waverly found it. And this is when, you know, she realizes, like, you knew about this plan Waverly possibly had to to get the third seal. Everyone's just turning on everyone at this point. But um. At Shorty's, Greta points to the trophy, and that's the one that has the Micton in it, Mixion in it, right? Yeah. And she's yeah. like, you said name my price. That's what I want. And she puts her hand on it. And Waverly's like, so watch out. You know, if you make a wish on that thing, you're going to regret it in 10 years. She's perfectly aware, and she starts chanting. So this is not, this can't be good. When a witch starts chanting. In a foreign language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and BBD Dolls is like, you know, you would have done the same thing. And Winona's like, no, she, you know, she should have trusted her people. Um, now we got to get ready to fight. And she's like, Peacemaker can't put these bitches down. He says he may have something. And he, uh, he puts the case with the plate on the desk. And at Shorty's, Doc walks in. He's like, Winona sent me a text that you had run off, Waverly. And then he notices Greta and he realizes, like, he's like, what is she talking about? Why is she saying the word disappear? And why is she jammering on it, like jabbering on in German? Mm -hmm. And Waverly's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, this can't be good. Let go of the trophy. <laughs> Step away from the trophy, everyone. 
And back at BBD, we see, you know, simultaneously things are happening there. Dahl's hands Winona the plate and says, the order calls this a weapon. She's like, what kind of metal is this? Back at Shorty's, Doc is getting really upset. And he's like, just stop chanting. (laughs) (laughs) Waverly's panicking. And she's like, I take, I changed my mind. Take backs, no deal. (laughs) Do over. (laughs) And she's like, hands off the trophy. And Doc grabs it and disappears. And Waverly's like, shit, what did you just do? And she's like, yeah, sorry about holiday. Let's just chalk that up to collateral damage. And she starts saying how the Earp girls got her sister killed. Now you will suffer. One will disappear. The other will have to live with it. And she leaves with the trophy. Waverly's just yelling, no, no, no. Undo it. No, Winona. In her good old Winona yell. And at BBD, Winona says she knows what they have to do. But all of a sudden, she just vanishes. <laughs> the plate <laughs> drops and Dolls picks it up like she was never there. Like, well, like what the hell? Yeah. I'm like, why Why isn't he like, Winona, where are you? But then I realize it's just like the plate dropped for no reason. Weird, right? And at Shorty's, Waverly's yelling, Doc, Doc, Winona. And... In walks Jeremy and she's like, he's like, Waves, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, did you hear shrieking? And he's like, yeah, from you. Who's Winona? And she's like, I have no idea. And then says, come on, we have a wedding to plan. But look at what she's wearing yeah, when this when all happens, right? The beauty of the shot is her head dips and she comes back up with different outfit, different hairstyle. I did not notice that the first time. I think you're <laughs> the one who pointed it out to me when I was uh, doing it with Casey. Like, pay close attention. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> right. But like, yeah. it's that quick, like so sneaky yeah. how that played in. Mm-hmm. Sneaky squirrel. <laughs> because we wouldn't know. Like, it doesn't make sense until the next episode. Right. So you All just. Right. Your brain just kind of glosses over it. I mean, mine did anyway. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she says we have a wedding to plan. But yeah, so she's wearing like a black outfit. And then when Jeremy walks in, she looks up and she's wearing a shorty's top. Totally different outfit. And then when we see Doc, he's in the well and he's just terrified. Just like the look on his face. He's back in the well and he's saying, not again. And then he starts screaming for Winona. How messed what, up. What a way to end an episode. What a way to end a, an emotional roller coaster with something like that. And like you just have no idea where you it's going no next. Idea. You don't even know what ha- like what just like what just happened. Yeah. For any of you folks who were came to the show later and were able to immediately go to the next episode, imagine waiting a week. <laughs> yeah. All the speculation. What is going on? What happened? What does it mean? Where is Winona? Why is Waverly looking like season one Waverly? Why is she talking about a wedding with Jeremy? Why is Doc why is Doc, Doc in the in well? well? How is he gonna get out? Does anyone even know he's Dahl's there? Not remember or what, what's going on? I mean, so many questions. Yeah, and I hadn't realized that like you know, obviously it doesn't come we don't figure it out till later, but like I didn't realize that it was like as though she like disappeared. Like, we can yep. see that she disappeared, yep. but it's just like, is it a portal? Like, where'd she, 
where does she go? Is she just going to turn up somewhere else? Like, what is happening? And then to think that this is episode 10 of a 12-episode <laughs> season. So yeah. you're like, There's just not a little okay. fun one-off at the beginning of the season. <laughs> right. Like, we need to resolve this. This is how I felt in season four. Like, we don't have a lot of time to resolve this situation. And it doesn't seem great. The widows have all the seals. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, and now we have no idea what's going on. And and, and, and this is also one of the um, postmortems, the debriefs with Emily, with Bridget, that I, I just laugh. I laugh so hard rereading this because, and one of the things we've talked about is how wonderfully the Q&A between Bridget and Emily is because while Bridget is a journalist and knows the type of things to ask, unlike a lot of journalists. She is so invested in the show that she's a fan. So uh, instead of lengthy, thoughtful questions, she is just repeating herself. What happened? What's going on? It was so... <laughs> you fun. have to tell me. And <laughs> Please. <laughs> Emily like... is doing her, her politician best to say, I can't answer your questions. You'll have to watch next week, Bridget. It... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> please like we beg you every week read the postmortems like do a rewatch with us and read these postmortems po the postmortems that go with each episode because <laughs> they're gold they give you that little bit of added insight that and like puts you into the shoes of like what it was like for us who weren't there at the time to be there at the time right exactly i was hoping we were going to get answers in it i would look forward to read it after every episode and sure enough no, 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 no. <laughs> I had the same feeling with this postmortem that you just mentioned. So much so that I DM'd Bridget. And I was like, because I'm just reading it. And I'm like, she has not gotten a single thing answered. At, and I'm cr like, I knowing Bridget, yeah. I'm cracking up at this interview, right? Because I'm like, She's not getting any, like knowing all the other ones, like there's at least a little bit of play back and forth. And there's just like nothing in nothing. this interview coming out. Right. <laughs> and I said, so I DM Bridget. I'm like, would you, what would you say is the postmortem that you had the most questions that Emily wouldn't answer? I mean, not like she ever really answers your questions in a giveaway sense, but I'm reading the postmortem for 210 and it seems like you are all full of questions and she's like nothing watch the next episode the whole time is there one that sticks out where she just couldn't even safely play and was like i can't say and she's like and i can't be 100 percent certain but yes if i had to go to the top of my head i'd always say that 210 was one of the funniest postmortems because she couldn't give me <laughs> anything <laughs> she's like not for my lack of trying no because she like I say, usually her questions when you're reading the postmortems are, are several lines. They're very thoughtful, but all of them are just, what? Who? I don't get it. What does this mean? I mean she's, she's asking them so much like a fan. So after several of them, and I'm going to quote here, this answer to her, I'm not saying anything. Nice try. I know. So far, so far I've answered one of your 27 questions. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I laughed very hard. Like, I wasn't even mad that there were no answers for this yeah, one because it was couldn't. just so fun. I just was laughing so hard at Bridget's <laughs> repeated attempts to get <laughs> anything. Nothing. Oh, oh it, was, <sighs> it, was it was gold. It was absolute yeah. gold. But that's, you know, <laughs> and that's where we all were. 
for a week. <laughs> I'm sure there were a million wonderful theories, <laughs> of which virtually every one of them was wrong, but that's right. okay because that's where we had fun, you know, between the episodes, wondering what it meant, what what could possibly happen. Absolutely. Um, the BTS that goes with this one is worth watching <laughs> just to hear Emily Andrews say pussy in the closet. Like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Completely appropriate, yet so inappropriate. Of it. Um, and I also liked how when they're interviewing Kat, how she's she goes on to explain like, there's not like there was ever really a good time to tell Waverly about the secret wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then like Kat's like realizing what she's saying. And she's like, she says kind of sheepishly. She's like, she probably should have said something though. <laughs> <laughs> like, it shit. was going to come up. I mean, the plan, I'm sure the plan was to bring it up at the appropriate time. It just never happened before <laughs> she found out. It's very cute. Like, yeah, she probably should have said something. But I, I also love Kat's point, and it's very true that up till now, us as viewers have seen Nicole as squeaky clean, everything's aligned, perfectly set up, and this starts to give us more feel that hey, she's just like any of us. I mean, in her case, a secret wife, and you know all this other stuff. So it was good, and we actually got to see her. Nicole's place for the very first time in right. step two. So there were a lot of these things everybody had been hoping someday to learn more about Nicole and see where she lived. So yeah, in some senses, Emily and the writing team gave us a lot of things the fans have been asking for a year and a half for, and many other things they just ripped out our guts. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, made and us I, go through hell. And again, like you know, Nicole's been squeaky clean. This is two ten. Look how far she has to go. Like, I'm not saying that, like, her character becomes this horrible character or anything. But, like, look at how much growth she has with, like, she's not so squeaky clean in the end, is she? Like, <laughs> some things are hard choices. Given and... enough time. Yeah. Yes. Everybody ends up in a rock, between a rock and a hard place. And, you know, what choices they make and who they impact. Everyone has their their moments. Um, and I think this postmortem, too... There's this one question that I really wanted to keep in my mind as we watch the next episode, because I think it might make a difference in how I view the next episode, knowing what I know now, right? So mm -hmm. Bridget asks, if the demons were around and Waverly, if the demons are around and Waverly isn't an ERP, but Winona is gone, then who is the heir? And Emily says, maybe there isn't an heir. You have to be 27 to be the heir. So I thought like, I'm going to keep that like interesting twist in my head when I rewatch the next episode mm -hmm. and see what that does to my brain when I watch it this time. <laughs> Cause like know, knowing, yeah, a little yeah. bit more. It's like, hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then the other um, thing from the postmortem, there's this long passage where Emily goes on about like the non demon characters and their abilities. Um, but hidden in there, she says this about Greta. She says, we need to be aware that there might be someone else out there that wants their own revenge, their own vengeance. And I was like, this is like what we see later on with other characters, right? The Clantons. Oof. Like, there are all these dangers lurking that we just had no idea about yet, right? 
nope, deep, not yet. deep in this story. Yep. Again, they're laying groundwork and setting themselves up to be able to bring in all these other beautiful pieces. Makes you appreciate it even more. So, and then just the last one I had, which I think just is something that sums up Tim so well. And I love how Emily describes him here. Bridget says, Tim always looks like he's having so much fun when he gets to shoot things. And Emily says, oh, he's so happy. He was so excited about that stunt. And I said, are you sure that you can do this? And he said, try to stop me. He was so, so happy. He was excited. And my favorite thing about Tim is that he's like me. He just does not play it cool. <laughs> you know when he's excited about something, but I'm the same way and I have no cool factor. I love what I love and I refuse to sh shut up about it. So we bond about that. I think that's something I love about Emily and Tim. Like <laughs> they love what they love and they refuse to shut up about it. Mm -hmm. That's really sweet. I think I have, I think I have the script for the next episode. Ah, okay. So I might read the scripts and watch for the next episode. Oh, that would be an interesting comparison. Yeah. See what that does for my experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've just been collecting them all like Pokemon. <laughs> 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 but I need the bullet episode, man. Oh yeah. You need that, that one so too. I know that's the one yeah. we both want. That's yeah. That's season one finale. I want to complete my set of all of the season finales. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? Let us know some of your thoughts. How did you feel about the wife mic drop? I mean, so many things happened in this episode. So much I don't want to say betrayal, because I don't I don't see it as betrayal. I, I, I see how some people could see a lot of these things as betrayal. Um, but just like we said, people making really hard choices. Yeah, that's, and that's exactly. And I think that's the part, especially once you've gone through this show. I mean, first time through after this episode, yeah, they could have looked like betrayals or could have looked like fractured relationships in different directions. Um, but you know, certainly for the Herb sister side, we know where they're going to be and just cementing the way hot relationship. Um, but it, you're right. It's some of the early, it's some of the early situations that we're going to see more of as the put a character between a rock and a hard place. What choice are they going to make? Well, mm -hmm. How is that going to impact other characters? That's something we're going to get a ton of great stuff in the next, you know, two plus seasons. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been a bit since I watched the last episode or the next episode, so I'm really curious about knowing what I know now, how how it'll be on this pass through. But mm -hmm. shoot us shoot us a line. Um, you can reach us by finding us at herbologypodcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail there, or you can email us directly at herbologypodcast at gmail.com. And like always, you can uh, catch us in our DMs uh, at, on Twitter at Herbology underscore pod. We love hearing from you. Yeah, I love when folks go through the podcast or the episodes and start to see things and throw them out to us. Uh, excellent. It's so much fun. We appreciate everybody who does that. So as Anne said, keep it coming, folks. And until next time, bye. Take care, all. <laughs>